I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. Welcome back to Carter and Lowry, episode number 20. We've made it so far, um, but this is a, truly an exciting week uh, for so many sports fans. Championship week in college basketball, so let's get right into it. First, though, we got to talk about the season finale for the North Carolina Tar Heels, defeating the Duke Blue Devils 91-73 to in a true, I mean, just domination. Uh, Caleb Love having 18 points, 7 assists. Armando Baycott having 18 points and six rebounds. UNC never trailed, but did commit 20 turnovers. Um, turnovers are always an issue for this team, but um, a great win. And so, Sam, I ask you, is this the best game the Tar Heels have played yet? Um, No, I think that Louisville game, that was pure domination, just because there was there weren't really too many turnovers, and we kind of dominated on every front. All right. Uh, well, that is it uh, for the Tar Heels regular season. They finished the season at sixteen and nine uh, overall and ten six in the conference. So not a bad season. A big step up from last year. Of uh, bracketology wise, currently they are a nine seed according to Joe Lenardi. And uh, first of all, I want to congratulate Liberty, Winthrop, Loyola, Chicago, and Moorhead State. Uh, they have punched their tickets uh, to the NCAA tournament already. Uh, they will be automatic qualifiers. And so always great to see Loyola Chicago after that legendary uh, Final Four run a few years back. But now we get to the ACC tournament, which starts this Tuesday. Well, I don't know when you're listening to this, but hopefully the day that this comes out. And so we're going to have Sam, I'm going to have you predict every single game that the ACC tournament is going to have to determine your champion. So let's get started with it. Uh, the 2 o'clock game, the first game in the first round, Pitt or Miami? Who do you got? I got to go with Pitt just because they have a lot of great players and Miami is not good. Okay. Uh, what about Duke, Boston College? I have to go with Duke just because Boston College, aside from Miami, is the worst in the conference. And what about Notre Dame, Wake Forest? I got to go with Wake Forest, but it wouldn't surprise me if Notre Dame won. Right, and so certainly, you know, you have mentioned you are a little bit of an NC State fan. Syracuse for NC State, that's the noon game, first game on Wednesday. Unfortunately, I have to go with Syracuse just because they seem to be on a hot streak. So is NC State, but I got to give the edge to Syracuse. Yeah, Buddy Beheim has been playing tremendous as of late, uh, so I would have to agree with you there. And now, Clemson or Pitt? Um, I got to go with my Tigers. I got I I just have to. And what about Louisville Duke? I got to go with Louisville just because I think they are the better team. And what about North Carolina uh, and Wake Forest? North Carolina, definitely Wake Forest. If they get that win against Notre Dame, their uh their run will fall short against North Carolina. And so uh, let me take a quick pause before we get move on to the quarterfinal games. 
Do you think that North Carolina necessarily would need to win this game? Obviously, you're saying it's going to be against Wake Forest. could still be against Notre Dame. Do they need to win that game uh, in order to punch their way to the NCAA tournament, or do you think even if they lose their first game that they're in? I think Carolina's a lock, regardless of what happens in the ACC tournament. All right, uh, so let's move on to the quarterfinals. Uh, number one, Virginia. Uh, obviously, congratulates them. I forgot to mention they did win the regular season ACC title against Syracuse. Virginia, just because of how many great players they have. And uh, what about number four, Georgia Tech versus Clemson? Even though Georgia Tech seems to be the better team, I have to go with Clemson. Yeah, I got to agree with you. Uh, Clemson has played some tremendous games, you know, just locking up teams. But they have been a little bit inconsistent, and that's some worries ahead of them going into this tournament. And uh, Georgia Tech has been very good, uh, but we'll see uh, what happens if that game is to occur. All right, the 6.30 game, number two, Florida State against Louisville. Florida State has just been dominating. So, I, I mean, I have to go with Florida State. All right, and... Number three, Virginia Tech versus North Carolina. These two teams did not play in the regular season. Who you got? I got to go with the heels. I just, I have to. I think, I haven't really seen Virginia Tech play, but I still think that uh, North Carolina will pull, pull it off. Yeah, uh, Virginia Tech has been on a bit of a hiatus um, due to COVID concerns, but it looks like they will be able to make it to the tournament. Um, but certainly an intriguing matchup if it is to occur. And I do want to mention, we are going to bring you a double upload this week. So make sure to check, uh, you know, whatever you listen to, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. On Friday morning, a new uh, episode will be coming out covering the first three days of the ACC tournament. So don't miss that. Uh, that'll probably be around noon on Friday. All right, Sam, the semifinals now. You, we, you have Virginia. Versus Clemson at 6.30, who you got? Unfortunately, Virginia is going to end Clemson's run, and they're going to go to the uh, ACC championship game. And uh, what about number two, Florida State versus Carolina? Carolina did pull off the amazing comeback victory in the regular season. Who you got? Because of that win against... uh, Florida State earlier in the regular season, and it it just seemed like sort of luck and happenstance. So I I have to go with Florida State, unfortunately. And now the championship, uh, the top two seeds, Florida State or Virginia. Who you got, Sam? I have to go with not Virginia, but the two seed. Uh, Florida State, just because from what I've seen from them, it's just been domination. When they do win, they win big. So I, I got to go with Florida State. Uh, I got to agree with you um, in the fact that they have been playing very well. A lot of the things that Leonard Hamilton are, is doing, I'm not going to go through that whole bracket. I'm not going to make you listen to me talk about this for five minutes longer. But um, 
I really like, I was speaking with uh, our golf and college basketball analyst, Reed Weichel, uh, the other day, and he told me he thinks that Georgia Tech is going to win uh, the ACC tournament, which is a little bit of an interesting pick, but I can see that happening. But I do think that Virginia is going to win the ACC tournament. But only time will tell, and we'll be back to talk about this again on Friday, so set your alarms, whatever. Um, if you're in school, you probably have the day off. It's the end of the quarter, so... Um, should be an exciting first few days of the ACC tournament, and uh, I can't wait to get it started. Uh, but that is going to do it uh, for our college basketball segment. And coming up next, we're going to be breaking down NBA All-Star Weekend. All right, welcome back to Carter and Lowry in our NBA segment. Uh, the Hornets did not have a very eventful week. only got to play one time due to the All-Star break, uh, but they did win that game. Uh, they're now 17-18 overall in 7th of the Eastern Conference. They beat the Timberwolves pretty handily by 33 points on uh, Wednesday, I believe. And just a complete domination. You know, we were clicking on all cylinders. I believe we went on like a 24-5 to run in the f- third quarter. Really just broke away. Uh, but the Timberwolves are pretty terrible, so this was expected. Uh, but nice to have a little momentum going into the second half of the season. And uh, Sam, why don't you give us our Player of the Week? So the player of the week this week is Terry Rozier again, who had an efficient 31 points on 21 shots. Yeah, um, I do want to mention uh, a cool statistic by 538, um, a really interesting stat that looked at um, the first half of the season, like the strength of opponents versus the second half of the season. And the Hornets, are at, their schedule is slightly easier than the first half of the season. Uh, but it will be interesting to see uh, how they do. And uh, since we are at the All-Star break, and uh, for most teams is the midpoint of the season, um, we're going to list the entire uh, top eight for our top dog segment. So I'm going to start in the East. The 76ers are the first seed. Then it goes the Nets, Bucks, Celtics, Knicks, Heat, Hornets, and Raptors. But I do want to point out uh, the Celtics and the Raptors are only separated by two games, so very tight a race in the East, but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So, Sam, why don't you give us our playoff teams in the West right now? So, in the West, at number one, you have the Jazz. Then coming in at second are the Suns, then the Lakers, then the Clippers, then the Blazers, the Nuggets at sixth, the Spurs at seventh, and the Mavericks at eighth. Yeah, the Mavericks and Warriors are tightly um, contested for that eighth spot. Um, but it appears that the first four or so seeds are pretty locked up there. Uh, but Bradley Bill still leading the league in points per game at 32.9 points per game. So, Sam, does Clint Capella still hold the crown? Yes. Clint Capella still owns the rebounding, uh, leads the league in rebounding per game at 14.2. And James Harden is still leading the league uh, in assists per game at 11.1. And we go to All-Star Weekend, where we saw Stephen Curry win the three-point contest, DeMontis Sabonis win the skills challenge, Anthony Simons win the dunk contest, and Giannis Antetokounmpo win the All-Star Game MVP. By the way, he made all of his shots. I think he was like 16 for 16. So a great game from him. Um, but we do want to talk about the dunk contest. Not very eventful, Sam. Um... What do you think happened? Why was it so bad this year? I just feel like I'm glad they're opening it up to the young guys, but I just feel like 
after having the past two or three with such crazy dunks with Zach Levine and um, Aaron Gordon, I feel like we kind of got spoiled. And then uh, we see this one, and it it was just boring. There was just not much to it. Yeah, obviously they had to fit it in at halftime so they could only fit in three dunks. Um, actually, four dunks, excuse me. But a little – I don't know if it was maybe the lack of fans or – you know, just a lack of excitement. But I mean, the really odd. I mean, I'll let you say what do you? Th- let's say, just tell me what do you think was the best dunk uh, out of all the contestants? I think it was um, when Obi Toppin. Uh, I think it was a windmill, and he jumped over two guys. Yeah, I think if I've got that right, I think that was the best one. Yeah, he uh, did in the first round. It was like a cuff windmill dunking over two guys. So pretty impressive. But I think the best dunk was Anthony Simons, who ended up being the champion, um, pulled out the Tracy McGrady jersey and did his off-the-bounce 360 pump dunk. Um, just a great dunk. Um, but the final round was pretty lackluster. Um, you obviously had Obi Toppin miss his first dunk. And then... Anthony Simons, the winning dunk was like he kind of, like, kind of did like a ki- fake kiss of the. He didn't actually kiss the rim, you know. He might have broken his teeth if he'd done that, but just not very good dunks. Um, but uh, you know, the All Star Game, obviously, some not really not any defense, but the new format, you know, I, I like it a little bit playing for a target score. Um, but Sam, I've got here listed. I'm not gonna read them out to you guys, but I have listed. The percentage is the 538 a uh, projection site gives for all of the NBA teams to make the playoffs. In your opinion, what is the most overrated and underrated teams in the league right now um, based off the percentage to make the playoffs? I think the most overrated team is probably the Suns just because I feel like they're really not that good. They just haven't had to play too many great teams. And then I feel like the most underrated is the Hornets with only a 35% chance to make the playoffs. But I feel like from what we've seen in their wins, it's they just look like a really great team. Yeah, um, obviously, you know, it's all computer simulations. But um, the way the 538 mainly works is it takes the accumulative ELO rating, which is a rate, they rate all the players and combine their rating. So the Hornets probably lacking in talent, but, I mean, they make up for it with some amazing clutch plays and a lot of chemistry. Um, but I'm going to say the most overrated team, according to 538, is the Celtics. Um, 538 gives them a 98% chance to make the playoffs. They have not looked very good. I mean, right now they're currently sitting at the four spot, two games over 500. But um, things just really aren't clicking right now, and I think they have a serious problem because – the way they're rolling right now, I do not think they could win a playoff series. And I think the most underrated team uh, right now is the Spurs, only coming in at 45%. Um, They've played some tremendous basketball. You know, the West is a little tight, but I can definitely see them getting in um, at a sixth seed. You know, they're tremendously coached. Obviously, they have Greg Popovich. Um, but uh, I think they'll do good things in the second half of the season. And so, uh, Sam... Obviously, the Hornets are 17 and 18. They have 36 games left. Um, 
how many games do you think the, these Hornets could win, you know, obviously in the second half of the season out of the 36? Um, I'm thinking they're going to win just over 50%. I think they'll win 20 of the remaining 36. So I think they'll finish either right at 500 or just above. Yeah, I'm going to sentiment um it's going to be interesting because there's this really uh, looking at the second half of the season there's really just these stretches um you know we have a lot of tough teams obviously have to play the clippers and lakers in back-to-back games but we have some easy teams um especially at the start we you know play the pistons and the raptors both those games at home and we easily could win both of those and we're back over 500 so It'll be interesting to see how this team rallies. Um, will Amelo win Rookie of the Year? That is yet to be seen. I think he will, but um, there's obviously a whole half of the season left. Um, but that is going to do it for episode number 20 of Carter and Lowry. And uh, Sam, any final thoughts? Nope. All right, and uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Carter and Lowry. Special thanks to our listeners and our producer, Buzzsprout.